0: We're back. Yeah. Oh, man. How's it going, Nana?
1: You know, I'm trying to just... No, I'm, I'm actually trying not to just get through days. I want to, like, thrive. <laughs> I want to thrive and enjoy life. That's right. Just yeah. beyond surviving, we want to thrive. We someone to said thrive. that. It might
0: have been Maya Angelou. It someone Some, some like, very, like, important black woman said that.
1: Well, um, of course it was a black woman, but yes. That,
0: it's much better to thrive than survive. I can yes. hear it in the Maya Angelou. <laughs> yes, of her it, voice. it
1: is much better to survive than thrive. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you we got go. it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> got to do that like I do like you don't have to spend a lot of time on it but I think adulthood a lot of it just feels like checking boxes and getting things done to get through your day you know Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you just got to be present in the moment and you know being alive is a gift being alive is a gift it is it is that's
0: a good thing to remember it is a good thing to remember well anyway, with that very exciting we get into our podcast. I know. We're uh, deep. <laughs> deep. We really we really got in there. really got in there. <laughs> that, you know, thirties uh, angst. Um mm-hmm. anyway, what are we talking about today, now? Na- well, first of all, I'm Misan. This is my buddy. Uh, Nana.
1: Um, and you wanna do our little like spiel? You wanna take it? Yeah, yeah. So we are Hel- hell yeah, and we are a podcast about romance, romance content. The podcast was started by me and Misan. I guess now, like I a- is it a year or two years ago? I can't even keep track. Of I think time. It might be.
0: It might be two.
1: Yeah, but the whole idea was like during, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we both realized how much we were leaning on romance content to just kind of get us through things, you know, and back to our, I guess, our earlier point, it was like, (laughs) you know, beyond just like surviving the day, it was like finding pocket of pleasures and romance was a lot like enabled us to do that. Um, And we just realized that oftentimes romance is not taken seriously because it's associated with fem feminine people. But We wanted to change that. We think romance has a lot to teach and a lot to offer. And so we started Hell Yeah. We are two badass lawyer ladies with an African-do attitude. First generation Americans of West African descent. Went to law school. Coming at you on the ones and twos on a Sunday night. It is name. Hey. Hey. DJ Nata. DJ Nata with the B. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but that, that's it. So that's like the whole spiel. One day we won't repeat it, but but today is not that day, guys. Today is not, not that, that day. day. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we usually do. You know, we we do we toggle between um, in-depth analyses of well-loved, well-class um, or well-loved classics. But we also love when there's a new opportunity to review. The, mm-hmm. the latest rom-com it's far and few mm-hmm. between but when it does happen and there's a lot of excitement we want to be there with you so that's what we're doing today we're reviewing yes. a new rom-com one that has hey! just i think it premiered like is it a week or two weeks ago riley it's like i think
0: so i think we got it on hulu probably a week ago or almost like yeah probably a week ago i think okay um but it like it's like a british film so like it like premiered in the uk probably two weeks before that i remember seeing like uh talk about it on twitter and i was like oh my god when am i gonna get rylane and then a week after like rylane was available on hulu and i was like wait that was really fast. cool yeah (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. so yes we are um reviewing rylane that you know just premiered or i guess dropped in the u.s like a week Plus, a week ish ago. Yeah, roughly um, a week plus.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes,
1: by Ray Allen Miller. Um, yes. A very promising, and this is her debut, which is really cool. She is yeah, a few yeah. years younger than us, which should make us feel terrible about ourselves. Because <laughs> <And she>, film <laughs> is not what I want
0: to do. <laughs> Happy for you, Rain. You're talented. This is fantastic.
1: She's a few Well years done. Than, yeah. This is her directorial debut, and it is great. Another thing I do kind of want to add about her, because you'll we'll see in through the movie apparently she had a lot of experience before this directing kind of like fun kind of kicky commercials and you see yeah there is this like, definitely like kind of energy. marketing vibrant energy all throughout the movie
0: yeah, it kinda reminded me of when we talked about Brown Sugar and who remember who the, remember who was the director of Brown Sugar? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I just remember thinking that like the way he directed it made me think of like Hype Hype Williams music videos Yes, the Yes, yes, yes. Uh, this so definitely I, was
1: influenced. Yeah, yeah, like I thought that
0: was really interesting. Kind yeah, oh. of that a little bit
1: yeah, Brown Sugar was Rick Famuia. Yeah, like okay, that. that
0: makes sense. That tracks for me then. Yeah, yeah. yeah that all sounds about right. Yeah, pretty
1: cool. Yeah, yeah so Rai
0: Lang. But before that, we have a bit of Rom news, right, Nada? Yes, we do.
1: So... I must say that we always have the finger on the pulse of culture. We We are like we are like the Nostradamus of (laughs) the romantic podcast. Let's go with that. (laughs) It's better than being the (laughs) Cassandra. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean. We just we you know we do a movie, we do a, a podcast episode, and the world is talking about this topic, and it's very interestingly. Um, my boyfriend who does, should listen to our podcast more so, but he does it. was like just talking randomly about, oh, I just saw this interesting article about Barnes and Noble and The Guardian. And I was like, this is literally what my last podcast episode was about. You, you don't know because you didn't listen to it. <laughs> cut! You're cut! clocks <laughs> 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 <Quacks>. Clucked! <Quacks. laughs> But yeah, I, I it a- to
0: this one, Bucko. <laughs>
1: yeah. But this it's, I, I did find it super interesting. It's basically um it's in The Guardian. We can post it to show notes. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you got a chance to read it, Misan, but it's like basically about how Barnes and Noble is having this like Renaissance rebrand. Um this mm-hmm. guy, I forgot his first name. Daunt is his last name though. He's James, British, I think it's James Yeah, James Daunt. Daunt. Yeah, it's Daunt. James Daunt. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Who got
1: to start like doing his own I suppose like at the very in the 90s or so like independent bookstores and mm. um now he is uh like the CEO of Barnes and Noble and yeah. they're trying to rebrand as like more in the vein of independent bookstores so like as we talked about in our last episode and you've got mail like barnes and noble was you know fox was like essentially like a very thinly veiled stand-in for barnes and noble yeah and eventually they were completely like kicked out of the market by E Retail booksellers, specifically Amazon, right? Big um, bad. The big bad. E- the big bad. And so now it's like it, this basically like Barnes and & Noble, and he talks about like some of the mistakes they made, right? One of them that I just thought was very interesting was like in the past, they were like they didn't have any sort of powers of curation, you know, like there was yeah very specific to the local community and um, mm-hmm. all the stuff that we saw with Kathleen What was her last name? I want to say Kelly for some reason. It is Kelly. Yeah. yeah, Wow. Okay. So um, and so he being someone who had like a lot of experience in the book world is like they're changing like um, the game for Barnes and Noble and like so in the remaining I think 600 stores that there are in you the in the U.S. they want to like have every single store feel like an independent bookstore for that neighborhood right so like
0: that's so interesting
1: yeah like I thought it was interesting so I think in the past they used to like essentially have deals with publishers about which books were going to be displayed and they would get like Mm -hmm. a little bit of a commission but at the end of the day like if people weren't interested in that those books there was just like a lot of like leftover inventory like they just weren't turning them over as quickly and so now they're really trying to find things more specific to like you know like if like if you live in the west side of new york upper west side there will be special their books more catered to like that neighborhood or that community um if you live in like harlem i assume that they'll be there more black shit you know (laughs) like um i i do think it's interesting they're trying to determine especially in big cities like what the the, what the mood the, of that? Mu- yeah, what the mood is or the literary of what, appetite or the is. community?
0: Yeah, I, what but, I found really interesting about that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Continue. Oh no, continue, continue. What I found interesting about article first of all, like it's it's very cheeky to be cribbing sort of the styles of the sort yes. of booksellers that you force put out of business yeah one (laughs) like that is fascinating but you know what that sounds like a joe fox tactic to me Uh, because it feels very Machiavellian to me it's like oh we put you out of business but guess what there was something to be said for the value that you brought and now that someone's trying to put us out of business we have to figure out those we'll use your strategies like that's weird and yeah yeah noted uh but what I thought was interesting in the article was how he like made the like made the point about wanting it to be like there's a quote about how barnes and noble is a bookstore and it's not like staples right yeah, like staples, yeah. You yes, go there, yes. And, yeah. i thought that was interesting because staples you go there because it's an office supply store you go to you, you want to get like a bunch of office supplies maybe other things besides that like printers or like what have you and notepads and pens right yeah and that like what they need to do for and that's fine that works for staples clearly because staples is booming it seems to me is it I don't know about booming, but it doesn't seem to have closed as many stores as, like, it didn't have to close 400 stores nationwide, as far as I can tell, yeah. Staples, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. I still see a Staples in neighborhoods, uh, yeah. so, like, not the way I see, like, Barnes & Noble's have closed, you know? So I found that interesting, it was the idea that Barnes & Noble is supposed to be this place that people can come and sit and the like, the way that senior leadership, executive leadership, had the idea before is that they track the success of a store by how much people were actually buying. Yeah, and that if they and, and rather than people spending time, because when I think of Barnes and Noble, one of my favorite things, like after like you know like exams in college or law school, I would go to a Barnes and Noble and sit and read for a while, and like there would be yeah. like. I remember, like, as we got older, it seemed like there were less and less spaces for people to sit. I remember when I was in, like, high school, yeah. middle school, my mom would tell me about how she drop me off, and then she'd go to Barnes & Noble after, and then she'd, like, sit and read for a while and, like, have a good time, and just, like, yeah. have a- And I just remember yeah. it being, like, less and less possible for there to be, like, position there, unless you had, there was, like, a Starbucks, so you had to buy something from Starbucks and then you could sit, but there were less, like, sort of seating areas for you to be comfortable. And that's the, it's clear now that it was, like, obviously, to his- well to his point in the article, a like deliberate sort of um, uh, strategy to keep people from sitting. I mean, well, that's part of the fun of being in Barnes and Noble, like exploring, reading all that. So mm-hmm. I like that he was sort
1: of bringing that back. But um, I, it is interesting. Everything you're saying, because it's like, I think like a lot of it just mirrors what like Joe Fox was saying. Right. Or like, or mm-hmm. what we saw in the movie. Right. Like this mm-hmm. idea of like, the, it's the public forum. And like, you yeah. know, and so we had, we had that scene in the movie where, but like, I don't know. I'm a little conflicted and we don't have to spend too much time on it because we already did in the episode. But like this idea that like the only public spaces we can have is like a for-profit retailer is like that's also true. very uncomfortable. There's something about it that's very like... <laughs> ma- but you know what?
0: It, it is just classically emblematic of a late-stage <laughs> capitalist society.
1: Yes, which exactly. Which is just really... Like oh, we're lamenting stops. the loss of a big corporation because it was like, like at, legit, least, at least like, had the humanity to provide us a place to sit for free. <laughs> like
0: meanwhile, they <laughs> kicked out like the
1: independent booksellers that, that
0: were actually yeah. like making it be less. And not that they weren't also trying to gain profit. But clearly they
1: got shut down because
0: they weren't making yeah. that much money. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Well, or they were it's, making it's
1: a, I mean, they were making enough money, but they just couldn't have the kind of margins that came with an economy of scale. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, but yeah. then the other thing is, like, when you were he was talking about, like, we're not a staples. We're not just like kind of pushing essentially like come uh, like goods. Like there's, yeah. He, I, it reminded me again of that that conversation between Kathleen and Joe, where he like mm-hmm. kind of sarcastically was like, "I'm just the big like store retailer, retailer like pushing uh bo- giant bottles of olive oil or whatever, you know, like things like mm-hmm. and, and you can have, tell like, like I can tell whatever, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Like it's not yeah, just it doesn't really about the books. Yeah. it's just that it makes money. So that's yeah, why we sell them, and Yeah, and that was which like what she like, used yeah. against him to, to like say like no books are something special. Um, so it's just interesting to see that like that fictionalized conversation actually be like sort of realized in real life through this like yeah. uh this article that that was happening in that world and then the last thing is like the article that kind of made me sad is like you, like publishers are like clamoring or fighting for barnes and noble now <laughs> did you see that part where it was oh like, i missed that part i didn't i like i it. think like booksellers or like uh, like kind of the publishing like world it wants mm-hmm. is like wants like physical stores to be like yeah. you know to be back in business because that's like how people engage and learn with like learn about books and so like mm-hmm. as that has disappeared just like b- like the book purchases have gone down pretty significantly and that was like yeah. um, exacerbated during the pandemic and so like that's that surprising. like if barnes yeah if barnes and noble can like figure out how to like the formula to get people back to bookstores that'll be like yeah. saving essentially like Books in the publishing world, and oh so it was God. like, and like I mean, if Kathleen Kelly could have seen, like, like known that this I was know. the future, <laughs> that future. Poor
0: I just didn't picture her just being like lamenting it to Joe, and Joe's just like, now they're there, like not I taking her concern seriously
1: <laughs> at all, because like we said, he sucks. <laughs> Um, um, so anyway, yeah, we'll look out and see if Barnes and Noble can make a comeback. My money's on no, but you know, because <laughs> I'm, I mean, and and I'm
0: rooting for you. Although my I personal ru- fave was, like I said, was Walden books, but I'm rooting yeah, for you. Yeah,
1: I don't even know if I'm rooting for you. I don't know. Like the same beast that like you utilize and leverage against all these other companies is now and now came for you maybe know, that's the just the way eats, the snake, the snake tail Boros. yeah that's where it happens but like so i know, I know. <laughs> what are we gonna do um all right but anyway uh you're talking, all right about lane to, yeah ready to talk about Rylane? let's do it uh so
0: like we mentioned Rylane is a debut film by rain Allen miller um wanted to note that it premiered at sundance in january clearly to you know great uh, sort of success because it was picked up by international distributors and a local um a british distributor so that's exciting mm-hmm. um uh let's see at first sight so i just watched this like like i mentioned i think i don't know if Nan and i talked about it when it pre- like when it premiered on hulu but i remember being excited about it on twitter when i saw people talking about Rylane lane and i saw the trailer um like maybe a couple of days before it had its premiere in the UK and then I saw like people on Twitter that I follow and like trust they're like you know and put on romance content. We're like oh my god this is one of the best rom-coms ever so really, like people that are like film people like oh this yeah. is one of the best rom-coms ever blah blah I thought it was interesting that it seemed to be a rom-com that film people who might like scoff at the rom-com genre like we're like, oh, this is interesting. Like, it's not my favorite, but I can sort of see what they're going for here. Blah, 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 blah. So I thought that was interesting. And then I watched it um, this weekend and enjoyed it. I, like, I meant to watch it last weekend. It couldn't. It got, I don't know. I was being an adult last weekend. And so instead of being more of an adult this weekend, I chose not to and watch this film. And it was delightful. So, oh, yeah, yay. that's my at first sight.
1: Uh, my at first sight was, yeah, I'd heard about this movie, um, I think, I, I can't remember when it premiered, but basically, like, maybe within the first few days I watched it, mm-hmm. and I thought it was super cute, and then I, like, rewatched it for the podcast. Like, unfortunately, with these, like, new movies, we don't have romantic at first sights. It just weird. Yeah, no, because, I, know, they, they, I mean, it's,
0: like, you guys, this movie is fresh, hot off the presses. Like, I hope, like, we haven't done one of these in a while. I think the last time we did one of those, like, fresh ones was when we did that uh, Christina Million Netflix movie, remember? The one where they Are you were sure?
1: like, uh, What about Ticket Or World? no... Or Ticket to we, Paradise.
0: Oh, Ticket to Paradise. Oh, you know what? Both of the movies that we've done that have been, like, hot off the presses have been, like, like you know, nice, like, island paradise movies. So this is a shift. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> South London is not an island paradise. No offense to the Well, <laughs> a lot of people from the islands live there. Uh, That's and true. I, I, and I will say, I mean, we'll get into it. Um, I guess we'll talk about the setting because it is a big part of the movie. But it's so, because I used to, like, I have a handful of times been to England to visit family. And when we go, I, like, never saw the fancy parts of England because all of my family lives, like, in, like, Tuttenham, like, northern England, east uh, London. Sorry, north London, east London. And then Peckham. And, like, I'd always go to the Peckham. And it was, like, always back when I was a kid was, like, uh, the hood, like, the way people talked about it. Yeah. Talk about Brixton yeah. girls. You don't get in fight with yeah. Brixton girls and all that stuff. And so I thought it was just really cool. And I think that was one of the appeals to me to see – like a neighborhood like that, which obviously has changed significantly over the years. But that like, but that like seeing it depicted in the same like romantic light as like kind of other, like Upper West Side, New York or Notting Hill, Notting Hill without, except for the differences, it doesn't erase the black people or the people of color in the same way, like a Notting Hill would have. So I I did that. I think that was the number one, Um, At least for me, kind of the attraction of the movie that I heard about it. Obviously, it's a rom-com and all these other things, but I was very curious about how it, like, would depict the neighborhood.
0: Yeah, it was interesting because it wasn't, like – like, Peckham and Brixton, like, South London is very much a place that's become quite gentrified, right? Like, you know, just, like, gentrification is a process we're seeing through a lot of big cities. Uh, But I did like that it didn't – you know, that wasn't the story – like – that wasn't the only story being told, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like it tried to offer, like, a look at the Brickson and Peckham that still exists, It still has a bit of its soul left, that's not sort of, like, gone completely, yeah. like, you know, um, I don't know, financial district in New York, or, like, you know... White City in London, you know, all that Sort of stuff, like, it hasn't gone, like, full Like, soulless, and that was, and yeah. that was nice To see, especially with all the color, and we'll get to that In a bit.
1: Well, I did see a, a, an Interview with Rain Allen Miller, where she was specifically Like, I wanted to depict, like, Peckham at Brixton, like, I want the essence to Like, be, like, pre-massive Gentrification, so, like, to your mm. point, like, she Really wanted to capture, like, what yeah. Like, sort of the original Esprit of the neighborhood, yeah. you know What I mean? Yeah, yeah, and
0: I think she did a good Job with that, very much so
1: Okay. Oh,
0: you want
1: you do the plot, Nana? Okay, so the plot is real simple. Let's just like, you know, let's just keep it real simple. Me to san, no interruptions. Okay, we got Fine. <laughs> we, we start the movie, we're in a bathroom, we see all lots of shenanigans happening in this unisex bathroom in different stalls, and then we like come to a stall where a man is like crying, like, but like and like, I don't want to be dismissive, but like, I do think they intend for him to sound a little bit like a little girl. <laughs> he's the way he cr- like, uh, You know what I mean? I, I just, it, it was like, it wasn't like, it was like, uh, 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 it was like <laughs> you know, I think it was like, definitely like an exaggerated feminine kind of crying. Um, and then, um, and we learned that that that's a character dumb. And then Yaz is like, another the other main protagonist is in the bathroom overhears him and she's like sits in the stall next to him and they're kind of talking and um you know i I don't even really remember what she says but it's something along the lines like fuck up you know um and then we find we find that they're both at this like um, gallery opening for um, what we learn is like a mutual friend slash acquaintance of the two of them who's this guy, do you remember his name? Nathan. Um, Nathan who like just like makes close-ups of mouths and so that's played for a lot of comedy and to like our original point about Peckham it's like it kind of captures that gallery culture and like sort of this mm-hmm. like satirical way but like still not kind of zapping the neighborhood like so it's like not ignoring that like sort of peace or that like new facet of the neighborhood, but it's still yeah. kind of not not ignoring the other denizens as well. Um, but we basically like Dom and Yaz are like chatting and, you know, they chat about their lives and like, I, I think like I'm not going to get into all their conversations, but this is like a walk, this is like a walk and talk romance. Right. And so we just see them walking through the neighborhood conversation, having conversations about their lives, particularly like their, their former relationships. So we learned that Dom was dating this woman um you're better with names reminding her name Gia right Gia um, yeah who like through flashback we learn had, was like sleeping with his best friend like cheated on him with his best friend and that mm-hmm. he needs to actually go and like cause Gia and Eric his best friend or former best friend from like primary school have invited mm-hmm. him to uh, dinner at this like Portuguese restaurant to quote unquote like clear the air and so he's like kind of setting himself up for like a really painful encounter Yeah, uh, except have, he used to go there with Gia when they were yeah, together yeah where he, they have like all the power and they're like happy Together and he feels and miserable. And smug. Right? Yeah, and smug, and he's been like trolling their social media. And so, Yaz, like, um, basically hearing this conversation or like hearing this history is like sympathetic and pops in to pretend that she's his girlfriend and Gia like immediately feels uh jealous because like now that she can't like rub the fact that she's the only the one who is in a new relationship in his face We see that she maybe has some doubts about leaving her like successful upstanding boyfriend for like Eric who's like hot but a loser right and Yaz points that out yeah yeah meanwhile in like their their conversations we learn from Yaz that she was also in a relationship, but the guy was like so pretentious and terrible. She like took back the power and dumped him spectacularly. But, mm-hmm. uh, but like in the process of that, she left her um low end theory tribe called Quest LP at his place. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, and so then they come up with the plan that like now that they've had like hijink number one where Yaz pretended to be his girlfriend. Oh, and then she also had like when she had done that, she told this like glorious like story made-up story about how they met, which was, like, Mm -hmm. at a karaoke night and they, like, kind of blew the top off – the roof off the place, right? Um, But now that they had their, like, one kind of sneaky little hijink – sneaking number hijink number two is they're going to go to her ex's place – and steal back the record they mm-hmm. go her key doesn't work and so she has to go to his um, mom's place and like i they're like you know they're afro-caribbean um and they're having like a little barbecue and so i thought that was like a nice nod or a way you could like to like those like like we we're talking about the main mm-hmm. demography of the neighborhood right it's mm-hmm. like i mean these are like these were the uncles and aunties were having a party and so we yeah. see dom trying to interact which i thought was a very funny scene just trying to interact with the uncles and kind of be like mm-hmm. yeah i'm down with you know like like the this music and and then even like the kind of music that they were playing which like i don't think it was necessarily lovers rock but it was maybe like rock steady it was like older yeah, ska, yeah. things like that um and he was trying to be it, it kind of reminded me of callback to the show uh mm-hmm. lovers rock episode right yeah, um yeah anyway um he like Embarrasses himself to try to help Yaz get the key because one of the uncle tells him that the key is like in these drawers, which are the auntie's panties drawers. So then, he has, <laughs> and so he has to like kind of skulk out, like with his tail between his legs. But um, what basically like the auntie t- tells Yaz like, oh Mona, um, one of the I guess another mutual friend would have the key because they're house sitting for um uh, what's Yaz's ex's name.
0: God, I'm blanking on his name though. Um, um, I remember his his girl, his new girlfriend's name is Tabby. What's his name? Uh, I'm gonna look it up. It's gonna bug me. I think his name is
1: Jules. Okay, yes, so Jules. And so they go to the karaoke club where Mona kind of runs the show. Mona's played by, I think his name is Omari Douglas. He, he was in... Yes, um, that's right. Uh, right. It's a sin, which I'm just plug. It's so good. It was so good. <laughs> Did you see that? It's a sin. I haven't. Um, it. Oh, have it's so good. it was good? Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, so Mona is like their... is basically like I'll give you the keys I know you're gonna cause drama but I'll give you the keys if you guys sing the song at karaoke Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and so they have to like relive like live out the like fantastical lie that they told and so they start off and um, Dom is like a little nervous I really appreciated it that it was a Shoop, which is one of my favorite songs, Notorious, I know, I love notoriously notoriously song. hard to perform it's at karaoke, a especially a- by yourself. It is like a very hard song. I believe me, I tried, and Dom like gets up there and is gonna do it for her, right? Um, to try to get the key, and then mm-hmm. and then this is kind of what be a key moment where we see that Yaz like is a lot of bluster, right? Because like mm-hmm. in this moment she like can't get up on the stage, she's embarrassed, yeah. and he's like, "What? You're yeah. like the free living." you can do this and then mm-hmm. seeing Dom who's like you know clearly a very sort of nervous um introverted risk averse guy seeing that he took that step for her she's able to get on stage and they have like this great moment and then we'll talk about this it's not clear if it was as triumphant as we see it because it's all yeah. from perspective which I exactly. it's like a, like yeah which I think is a fun thing that the movie does um okay so they go to Jules's place um then uh Yaz is kind of freaking out because she realizes that Tabby lives there and that, like, Jules has granted Tabby a lot more sort of leeway um, and just sort of freedom in that space than he did mm-hmm. with her. And so there's a, she's like very jealous. And you're kind of thinking like, well, you know, I broke up with him. Like, what's, you know, the deal? Yeah, but, like, like we why is that so happening.
0: Sad? Yeah.
1: Meanwhile, it was just like a very cute, like Dom character trait that we're seeing, you know, like a little nod to like he is like in wonderment of everything in Jules apartment. And to yeah. the point where like one candle, he's like, I bet this is what Obama smells like. But like, um, <laughs> but I guess sense like he wants to be a grown up. And like I, yeah. and one thing about him is that he's currently because he moved out of his um the place that he was sharing with his girlfriend, he's currently living at his parents' place and is, like, in this state of, like, sort of reverted back to childhood where his parents dote on him. So he's, like, a little stuck. And so I do think there's something about going to Jules', like, big boy apartment that, like, yeah. does something to him, you know? He's, like, looking it at the appliances. Be, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And it should be noted that Jules is, like, this, like, I guess I, he must be successful sculptor. Yeah, I think he's relatively because, successful. Because look at, I mean, like, his art looked ridiculous. His uh, art's, both. like,
1: f- feather sculptures, which is, like, it's a like, fun little,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, like give, like a little, like, nod and some of it breaks and becomes a whole thing. But, like, that's a huge space. Like, that's a yeah. big apartment.
1: It's yeah. Nice. And so then uh, Jules and Tabby return and there's, like, a, you know, some a face-off. And then Jules is basically is, like, hey, like, look at how chaotic um, Yaz is. Like, you met for one day, and, like, she has you breaking and entering. And he's, like, Dom is, like, yes, she has me breaking and entering, but she's also had me, like, ride the back of a moped, which they did to get to the karaoke night. And then he's also, like, she, you know, she just basically had me try all these new things. She's wonderful. And it's, like, so clear he's, like, enamored with her. And, oh, I forgot to mention when they, after the karaoke incident, like, uh, the adrenaline and all the sexual tension that had brimming, that day, they finally like have a kiss, right? So like they've yeah. like kind of consummated or confirmed that they're interested in each other, and so mm-hmm. now Dom is sort of unabashedly saying how amazing she is, and then he gets a uh, like gut punch when um, Jules is like upbraiding um, Yaz and yes. is like this is why I dumped you, right? And it all of a sudden, like everything she says is now called into question because she Mm -hmm. had like weaved this tale of how she was like insouciant and she didn't care and she was above it all. And she had let go of her ex because it wasn't serving her, but she bore no hard feelings. And we realized that she had been lying to Dom the whole day. And I think Dom had really kind of looked to her for inspiration, you know, Mm -hmm. and so that was hurtful Mm -hmm. to him. So they get in a little fight about it. And I think that Yaz doesn't really cop up to what she's done and is dismissive and then kind of disses him for being like, you know, like, why don't you just go off and wank on your single bed at your parents' place? Yeah, cruel and so that's for no like, reason. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like a sore point. And so they yeah. part ways. We have the obligatory scene that happens in rom-coms when the lovers are separated so it's like the without you in my life montage right and everything Mm -hmm, just feels mm -hmm. like it's empty and they're missing each other and we see Dom try to engage in sort of the activities that he did with um, Yaz that he maybe normally wouldn't have in his regular Mm. life. Okay, um, and so Dom tries a burrito, even though he doesn't like spicy food. It doesn't work out for him. He like is going to um, what you might call it. He's like trying to ride a moped. It's not working out yeah. for him. But like the, the point is, Dom is trying now. He moves out of it's his gross. parents' place. You know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Yaz is just like feeling shitty. Like she wants to text Dom and say sorry, but she doesn't. Um, and she's just like g- roaming the city, thinking that she's seeing him and doesn't. So she has to come to terms with like, like she has feelings for him. And she was running away from it. So she decides that she needs to make a grand gesture. And this is a callback to earlier in the movie where she says she had dumped Jules because Jules didn't wave at ships when they, drove, like, came, you know, by. When they're by. on, like, the Thames like, and they're on the Yeah, river. when they're at Thames. Like, people wave the river. and he didn't wave back. People, yeah, yeah, he, he didn't wave whole, back. He had
0: a whole, like, thing about how boats are, like, a some form of sex trafficking.
1: Yes! And that, that was was, it was ridiculous. Which is, like, at this like, point, they, I'm like, he, now that we know she's like, an unreliable narrator, I'm
0: like, is that... Really but well he happened.
1: was the, of all the cartoonish characters, he was the one that made me laugh the most. That actor is hilarious. It, it was hilarious. so funny. Was um, but as uh, so, they're both going to like another one of this friends art art shows. But now instead of mouths, they're focused on asses, right? And like all the characters, anus is the name An- of this ex- anus. anus. Yeah, and so now we're seeing like all the characters kind of come together in one place. It's like very clear that he's like missing Yaz but then he gets a call from Yaz because oh because he was nervous that she was going to be there you know it was the whole thing like is she going to be there I don't want to see her but yes I do want to see her he gets a call from her where are you she's like look outside she's on a boat and, but before she, she uh, tell, reveals she's on the boat, she's like, look outside. The boat comes by, you know, honk, honk, Eric, wa- or not Eric, Dom waves. And then uh, um, Yaz is like, I knew you were a boat waver, which I thought yeah. was like very cute. And so she, in the end, makes the grand gesture. He like kind of runs after her. They had their little kiss at the end and they're together happily ever after that's the movie um yeah. okay so what
0: do you want to get into first you want to get into the filming style before we go into the you know like like one thing that i thought was interesting it was like there was a lot of reliance on the fisheye like fisheye style like lens yeah. playing, which was great because like and i have something that i've noticed recently like in another thing i watched a K drama called into the ring which at first mm-hmm. it's like a little bit like cla- claustrophobic because it's like oh my god like you're like putting me like right in there um there's something about it that just felt like we were with the characters like like it felt like I was like walking behind them, essentially, or like yeah. seeing them like right in front of me, which I thought was a very interesting sort of stylistic choice, especially for someone with their debut film, um, and but uh, how colorful it is and everything.
1: Yeah. In terms of the fish, like uh fish eye lens, which I thought was really interesting. Is, did you ever used to watch that show Peep Show? So apparently oh, uh, okay, that's so a Peep like Show, this- but that's a Peep Show sort of thing, isn't it? Yes, yes, exactly. So it was like this British comedy that was like ran a few seasons and it was like it, it was just like about a bunch of like I think 20 something year olds. And what the, that that's like that was like a very like signature technique of the show doing that like kind of fisheye lens is like to like again like peep show like a callback to that name and mm-hmm. um. I read that she like was heavily influenced by that show, and so like yeah, so like I do think like not only like it's like exactly has that immersive effect, but I also think it creates this like kind of like sideshow or like funhouse, more like a funhouse like Mm -hmm. feeling where like the entire movie something it's just like it's like it's fantastical it's delightful it's bright and we'll talk about that but it also just doesn't feel it's it feels surreal and it feels like off kilter and i think that contributes to this feeling that you can't really trust everything that's going on right like yeah and it's a little topsy-turvy for sure exactly it's a bit topsy-turvy um Uh, And then I, like, I think, like, what I appreciate about the movie is it's, like, very simple. It's, like, classic rom-com tropes. Like, we have, like, a sad sack guy. One critic, um, I think NPR they were talking about, which I did appreciate, is that in some ways, like, it is interesting that Dom is this sad sack guy. Because, like, Mm -hmm. oftentimes we do have, like, you can have a sad sack guy, but, like, the person who's, like, crying in a bathroom about their previous relationship in, like, nine out of ten rom-coms would usually be like a woman right mm-hmm. and so like we start off like playing or like with like the gender roles a little and just like yeah. kind of traditionally had um rom-com and then but i did think yaz like felt pretty standard manic pixie dream girl like she had like oh, more she, totally she had was. death yeah. but there's definitely yeah. borrowing from that like tradition right um, it was and, definitely like Zoe. What's her face? Um, De Chanel, concept. yeah. Zoe, it was like very Zoe. I was like, this is just like Zoe Chanel,
0: but for twenty. But she did
1: have more grounding, right? We a see her bit, on yeah. her own. That's she possible. is like kind of like she has a lot of shit she's dealing with, and you know. And I then, think part I, of it also was like her.
0: Um, I felt like there was a bit of an affectation.
1: You know, what I mean? like, yes, a yes, lot
0: of, yes. Like yes, a lot yes. of her, like because we find out later that a lot of how she's presenting herself, it seems to be the sort of like how she wants to be. She actually is, right? At least from how she talks about the breakup and all this other stuff, like that sort of attitude. Um, So I found, so I think part of that wouldn't surprise me that she was doing her own sort of like manic pick, like being the person that could help help him, not necessarily it was like deliberate, but like very much not wanting to also be the sad sack, but being the person that's like, you know, like this like delightful new like uh, person to help him out. In the way and that putting on that persona in a bit when later we see her like eating Greg's on her bed, like depressed. Everything is like messy in her yeah. room and all this other stuff. So I thought that was interesting.
1: You know, like as you're talking, I think what's interesting about the Yaz character is she's like a very self conscious in the way that like she is playing rom-com tropes throughout the movie mm-hmm. and very consciously mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. like she meets very the guy fine. she you know <laughs> you know so like to your very point it's fine. like she is playing the role of manny pixie dream girl and then when we're yeah. like left to her on her own she's not that person but then even at the end when she brings it back together she is like i need to do a romantic gesture right mm-hmm. and so the, i feel mm-hmm. like she is a woman who thinks in cinematic terms you know yeah <laughs> very, like very good way to put that which makes sense because she wants to be a costume designer for yeah. films. so like that yeah. tracks yeah and like even like we learned like when she was a kid like she like the way she learned she wanted to do costumes is that she like saw prints and she like wanted she wanted to put like a costume together and so yeah. to your point i think she is constantly aware of perception of like mm-hmm. her, like her, the perception of herself and i think when she looks at who she really is that like that's where a lot of the tension comes right like she could not accept yeah. especially in this like stranger's eyes where she had the potential to project this like character yeah. that she wanted to be she like could not accept um or like give him the truth which was she was like someone who was like completely vulnerable completely brought heartbroken and like in her words like pathetic right and yeah completely rejected um ostracized so like, by her whole friend group except for Cass, like she mentioned like yeah
0: what i thought was interesting was like when we're in jules's apartment and he's like being very cruel <laughs> about yeah. sort of like her dreams to be a costume a film costume designer like all that sort of stuff it's sort of like wow like it seemed like someone that he thought he thought was iconic, right? Like someone he sort of like might have maybe idolized as strong, but like really had like a very strong opinion of. Jules is very much trying to sort of like rip that to shreds in front of his very eyes. And he's not letting it happen. He's like pushing back on it, even yeah. as he says like, you know, like she was pathetic, she was depressing, she's petty, she drags into her like all of her bullshit, blah, 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 blah. And it wasn't until the end when he discovered that she lied to him then that's yeah. when he was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, like, like you have feet of clay completely. I thought I just thought that was very interesting, because, like, yeah. Jules was very much trying to sort of, like, like, it's not, like, as punishment for her being in his apartment, like, break, breaking in, she had a key, what have you. Like, doing all this sort of stuff, like, he's trying to, like, really, like, make sure to, like, like, it seems like it's not enough that he's punished her by, like, telling all of their friends that she's a stalker or what have you like that's not if, and if that's what happened because that's what yas tells us happened but i can yeah. believe it because of how cruel jewel seems to be it's not enough that that's happened now even more like there's this new person that like like he doesn't know that seems to be interested in her and it, he has to sort of like make it not make her not be that great i thought that was very interesting and also yeah. very realistic
1: and i also just to, to your point like i think like even though like dom kind of idolized her or this character that she had like portrayed herself to be i think like what he was like most interested was in authenticity so like the real attraction was that she just seemed to be someone he thought was like so true to herself Mm. and so authentically herself and like the fact that like she she's like committed to like sort of performance and he's committed to authenticity like kind of even comes out Mm. and like and they're like flashbacks because like when i mean obviously like his is going to be like skewed because it's his um like his perception but when he's talking about the breakup like you know and Mm. like they have and she and um miller alan miller has this like kind of fun technique where they like transport the two characters like into the flashback, so they're like immersed in it and his Mm -hmm. it's like it takes place like as like more or less like in the setting it would have happened right like it's yeah uh, it's like in the movie theater he's like showing the picture he's like showing himself at his lowest and all that but then when we go to hers it is a, a set it's a set piece it's an a and like, yeah a and there's head. like a bunch right. of and there's a bunch of doms watching the scene and as there's a lot a bunch it, right? of doms and so we know that it's a performance right like so her memory mm-hmm. is not an authentic one it is like her putting on a performance on a stage right it even looks mm-hmm. like a black box and you don't even have like all four walls right really like, really uh, good point yeah I didn't catch and that so, on the first watch yeah yeah. well because I watched it again too right <laughs> but, like, and, but I'll, I'll be and this is a movie that is like I did appreciate that like there are things that you go back and you catch but like yeah. Yeah. There are hints throughout that she is like someone who is performing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess like we and we talked about how this is like a walk and talk romance, which I um and like th- I think the most obvious, I think there's so many. They're like it comes like there's like a New York romance tradition that incorporates a lot of walk and talk. But I think mm-hmm. what is like the most sort of common comparison at least from American audiences would be is like the before trilogy, particularly like before sunset, before sunrise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this idea of like, it's like a very limited time in which people, these two people are falling in love, right? It's like during like one day. And I don't know how you feel. I i am like kind of a sucker for the story. Yeah. Um, there's something about like starting a day and meeting someone and, like, not knowing, like, everything kind of just unfolds and you have no, like, you had no idea, sort of, like, the magic that could unfold just by, like, from, like, meeting this other person that you didn't even know before that day. Like, I've experienced that in my life, and I think that is also why I think, like, the fish eye lens and, like, all the kind of surrealism of the movie, because, like, the movie plays with time, it plays with flashbacks, Mm -hmm. it plays with, like, a lot of, like, the way that, like, um, the camera moves through the neighborhood, right? Like mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. like sometimes they're the protagonist, but then it'll sort of break away from that and like well like it like the 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 neighborhood denizens are like not always pure background characters. There's like yeah. maybe they'll all of a sudden focus on a chess game and the, for a brief second you remember that those people have interiority too, right? And mm-hmm. so the movie is like mm-hmm. constantly playing with like perspective in a way that's like very disorienting, but also like incredibly like consciously cinematic. And I actually feel like in like a meta way, it's like a comment or it's trying to project how you feel like in those mm. moments right like have you ever been on a date like where you just went on a date with person and then it ended up like in the afternoon or the morning and it just ended up lasting the whole day yeah like it just always you know I mean? yeah and, you, and it's it almost also- like you feel like you're in a film a little yes bit, exactly like, is this really
0: happening like <laughs> yeah. it's like i thought this is the type of thing you see in movies and then you're just like this has been and then like when it ends you're like i have been on this like this has been hours like yeah and it's not there's something so like because you, you go on the day you just think it's ah, it's a date. Like usually it's like a first date, right? It's the first, yeah, first yeah. time you're interacting in person. You go on like, all ah, right, this will be fine. And then you start talking like, wait, I'm having a great time. And then it's like, oh, let's just go to this other place. Oh, yeah, sure, let's go. Yeah. Then you just keep going and going and yes. going and going. You're yes. like, You don't want it to end. You don't want you don't it, want it to, end. to end. And it's the type of thing that, you know, I think it might be a bit harder And like if you're in the suburbs where things close, yeah, right. Like the type of thing that I think really lends well to being like a city, because like if you like for example, if you start the date like later, like at least then they're like there are things that are still open, like they're still going or like before like but it's almost like the city is like falling asleep as you're going around and still and you've been with the same person all day, is there something so? I don't know, magical about it. And you're like, oh my God, like, I like, you're like, I don't think I know how this will end up. This could go like a bunch of different ways that I had not thought about before. Yeah. Um. And I, and I think this movie captured that really, really well. Yeah. Because you can see them just like, you can see in their eyes, they're like, oh, do we just keep going? And then just keep going. I was like, yeah, okay, i Yeah, they I'll just keep, going. keep like, going. Yep. Even like, even when, like at the end, like when they go to her ex's mom's house, so Jules's mom's house, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, that's the time for them to part. You know what I mean? Like they're like, okay, like the key, yeah. like they couldn't find the key, or what have you. Then his mom calls her back, and his and he like walks up. And they're like, okay, bye. And then he get they like exchange numbers or what have you, right? And so then the, Jules's mom calls um, Yaz back and's like, oh, actually, you know, Mona might have the key because she's house sitting for them. And then she calls him back. And I'm like, oh, we can keep going. And they're so excited. They're like on the moped. Like it's just like really cute. Like yeah. how they want to continue to spend time with each other. You can feel like they form like this connection in a way that was not expected at the beginning of their day. You know, so very cool.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, I, I just feel like this and this is probably why you're, a lot of, like, I think you were talking about, like, sort of movie or cinematic people really liked it, because I do think, like, technically it borrows, it, it comes from, like, this tradition of, like, like, I definitely saw like, kind of, like, French new wave, like, Godard and Truffaut, like, this kind of, like, mm-hmm. surrealism and this playfulness, mm-hmm. and then, like, the like, the bright colors, like, I, um you know, they're, like, kind of 1960s movies, like, blow up, like, that British movie, but also, like, kind of like the weird kind of hyper technicolor movies of the 90s like muriel's wedding or strictly yeah. ballroom or even like jawbreaker right and i just had this feeling that like alan miller is like one is like a filmmaker's filmmaker but is like a pop culture person and like th- i think to your yeah like, the kind of like the visual like delight like the like it's just like it's like candy like everything is candy color like it's yeah. just, you know i yeah. think ha- is like kind of the hands of someone who makes marketing right like ads right
0: yeah
1: yeah, it really tracks. It's everything is like so saturated, yes. right?
0: Like it's not like the colors are just the colors you see, like you know, like like real life doesn't look like that. To your point about the surrealism, right? Like the very saturated greens, the very saturated, like you know, even like the lighting, like you know, for their skin, like the way like yeah. it, like works and pops. It reminded me a lot of like, have you ever seen that Beyonce documentary? Life is but which a dream one it was, but there's a like it might be life is but a dream um i think it's definitely one on hbo one yeah is but a dream um but they're like they're working through like her um sort of they're like doing lighting for one of her Mm -hmm. shows it might be for the album four like for one of her shows and then they have like blue light yeah and she's like blue light doesn't work on yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i always remember that i always remember that because like this is the type of thing where you see like a lot of like, there's no blue light here. Like this is a person like, you know, that reminds me of like someone that knows how to really light skin, like black skin, like dark skin people very well in a way that never, they're never fading into like, even in like even in like darker light, they don't fade into the background. Like, there's someone that definitely knows and understands the importance of mm-hmm. lighting and the way it sort of accentuates people's faces and features very much in like a like an insecure yeah, way. Yeah. way. Um, I can see you I can what? see that inspiration as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: and it actually like as we're talking, it kind of reminds me of the episode again. I don't think it's like original to. Um, insecure. I think there's a whole romantic tradition, but the episode yeah, where, but that's but the most the, recent but, time I've but seen it. I, yeah, like yeah. the episode with Lawrence and Issa go on that day. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Where they come back they together. They come back yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. There is just oh something. Oh my god. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like a. It is like a romance movie trope, but there is just something about the intimacy and the spontaneity of like two people just walking and talking and experiencing the world around them and reacting to it. And like, it, it is like and i i in in my lived experience it is like one of the most romantic experiences you could have you know
0: and i don't yeah, know it what really, it is there's, there's something just feels so yeah, yeah. maybe it's the, the like the new beginning aspect like you, to your point earlier about how like it's like s- someone that you had never met before suddenly has like the potential to have this like impact on your life and you had yeah. not considered yeah. before meeting them there's something like very like hopeful and exciting about because it, it reminds you like oh like life can still like take you places that like are not predictable. Like it happens, you know what I mean? And I think there's something like, there's something like that feels like regenerative yes. and especially for the two yes. of them going through like these, like, like very messy, like painful, hard breakups. To be able to have that feeling of excitement and newness must've been really, really through it. Like you feel it with them. Cause it's like, wouldn't you like, well, wow. Cause these breakups are terrible. You know what I mean? Uh So it's very interesting. And it's, it's like, it's, it's very, it's not lost. on me that both of them had de- dealt with breakups that basically like left them. Rooted, yeah, yeah. Right? Like suddenly like their standard lives, like what they've been used to for years has been ripped out from under them. And they're like scrambling to find something else. And it's interesting that where they're able to find a bit of purchase it's someone that's like in their extended, like friend of a friend, like just like a satellite yeah. group sort of. And it's with each other. Like it felt very like, I don't know, something very cool about yeah. that. Yeah. Like
1: someone that was there along that
0: you didn't know existed. Yeah. Like I found that. Funny.
1: Yeah. And I think the in the terms of like the walk and talk, why it's ro- so romantic is like just to add to it. I think it's like one, the kind of, there's something about mundane, banal conversation that is actually some of the like most mm. like interesting. That like can tell you if you connect with someone, and and then I think it's an opportunity, especially for writers, like to hear like the witticisms, to hear the banter, to hear the very yeah. casual banter. Yeah, it's banter. And then yeah, it's, it's a and banter. And then it's also yeah. like. There is like, I think, I think it's something, it's like walk and talk makes the ordinary seem extraordinary. And so I think it is important to see them moving yeah. into spaces that they probably have normally moved before, but it has like the, the sheen of like yeah. a new love, you know? Like you just, it, like every, yeah. like it, yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, like, like I, cause I remember going on dates like in my neighborhood just like places that you normally walk all the time all of a sudden you're with someone else and you are a main character you have that energy all of a sudden it's the backdrop to your mm-hmm. your love story it's the backdrop to the movie you know Yeah. and so that's like something yeah. it's like yeah. the transfer it's like transformative it's like how love or like the new love or new interests romantic interests can like transform the entire world around you is like encapsulated and like mm-hmm. that like date or that moment you know and I think it, that's what makes for like really juicy rom-coms because you're seeing that in action and yeah. in this movie it even does even more than that because of like the sort of like the visual like a lot of the cinematic cinematic uh cinematographic um tricks like you're actually seeing through the eyes of the characters like how yeah. that happens you know yeah
0: yeah yeah I thought all of that was quite well done and then it's a it's definitely a movie that rewards like call like yes, attention. yes yes because I think that like a lot of times like I think the way people watch things now Um, You're sort of like on your phone, like you're like distracted, like and some movies like are perfect to do that. And there's some that you really have to like be watching every part of the screen, like, like every moment, every scene, if you can to really get it. And there's a point where we see that guy like that white guy. Yeah, yeah. We see him at one point and he's very much on like one's like, you know, like I think he's like in, in Brixton Market yeah, like Disney. near one of the stalls as it's like opening or something or something like that. And then you see him later again. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah. I know that guy. Oh, like he's having a day. Yes, too. exactly. Like, mean, like, he that, that's the like, thing. It's not just about yes, he's two. Yes, you know what yes. I mean? And I thought that was cool. It's like, oh, this is like a day in like the life. And that guy's like having a great time in that very like glittery, like yeah. you know, blue yeah. and white. <laughs> Top with
1: the cowboy hat, amazing. And then, and and then, this is like just like a a, like a small thing that like I noticed that that Mm -hmm. I totally missed is like just casually when they're in the pub, they're talking about how like you know just like terrible boys named Lewis like were always able to pull girls, but like you know how awful they are, and like just kind of how they're like, why is his name always why is. Are their names always Lewis, right? And then when she's going on her like date, you know, like the when they're separated and she goes on a yeah, date, the speed yeah, the guy, yeah, yeah, the guy guy's yeah. name is Lewis. He has a na- like Lewis name tag. That's funny. <laughs> and so it's like, and so like that's an immediate cue, like, oh, she's gonna hate this guy. But like, I think what i would describe the movie or sort of like the touch that alan miller has is just that she takes great care like it's everything yeah. she takes great care to portray like the all the characters in just kind of a full light even the ones who are cartoonish or caricatures like she mm-hmm. she at least takes care to imply that maybe they're not everything we're seeing right there might be more to that yeah And like what you were talking about, the man in the cowboy hat or people around the neighborhood, like to remind us they may have be having their days. They're all these kind of visual. I don't want to call them Easter eggs because I don't think they're necessarily like fan service or anything like that. But they're just visual. Like she embeds so much visually into the story, you know, and she takes great care and how she portrays the neighborhood. Yeah.
0: buttressing your point about taking great care, like part of that is how sort of the Con Firth cameo came about. Because she just basically wrote him a letter and was like, hey, like I'm doing a rom-com and you're like the, you know, you've been in a bunch of like big, like heavy hitter rom-coms. Like, are you are you up for it? And he was like, yeah, sure. And so then he becomes the grumpy burrito seller, you know, in yeah, the like I burrito stall for in Brixton Market. And she was saying that she actually wanted to call it about a burrito to, as a like a middle finger to, I guess, about a boy. About a boy, uh, But yeah. her boyfriend came up with love actually, which is genius. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Except amazing. we, I... For me, I was like, love guac Like, it was like, I think it's a pronunciation thing. <laughs> oh my God, I loved it. I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we don't say, like, this we don't so say guac. We don't say guac, we say guac. But it doesn't have to
0: be guac. It just is like, it doesn't have to be the exact pronunciation. Love guacally still works, man. Kind really, know It part of love actually. You don't have to be like love guacally for it to still work. It
1: still works. It's
0: perfect. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe British people, they say guac. I That's what know. I was thinking. I was maybe like, maybe, maybe they, they do. say guac. But I loved it, man. Love guacally. I was like, man. And then his fa- and the part, best part is like, calling for space is so sweet yeah right. yeah so stirred like it's not cheeky or whatever he's not like yeah. he's taking his burrito selling very seriously yeah it was really cute he's like you don't uh, want spicy but I was like man he means he really means it about but, these burritos
1: especially because fruit does not strike me as a man who eats spicy food exactly I, exactly. <laughs> like, like why is he working at this Mexican restaurant oh my god it uh, was amazing <laughs> I love uh, that I love it. Yeah. And so I don't know if you want to say any more about the
0: um No, I'm good. Can movie? we go? To, yeah. Can we go to if we buy the love store?
1: Well, I okay, I'm just going to say that. I'm going to sum it up. I think the strengths of the movie cuz this is like a little this is going to be a little bit of a compliment sandwich, but like with okay. a lot of Okay. Right. But, with like, a, All but right. with like a lot of bread or whatever. I think the strength of the movie is definitely the simplicity of the story. And the specificity of the setting and like the characters, and then mm-hmm. like witty dialogue, and mm-hmm. then like again, like the care and like the and sort of it's the visuals, um, the visual attention to detail. So I do think that this is like a very well executed movie. I oh, like no, that, like craft wise, perform- like yeah, like,
0: from like actual like craft as a director,
1: uh, for this and to writing. Be, like her
0: and writing, but th- for this to be her like debut, fantastic. Like, this is yeah. like it's like to me. It was arresting with the visuals like it, it, it just yeah. put it like it's a type of visuals you don't typically see in rom-coms nowadays and I, which I think what's what kind of has like gotten people excited about it it's like a filmmakers like it's like she's like a filmmakers filmmaker like you said earlier and it shows in her yeah. work um which I like I found it very visually arresting and that was very cool I think the writing was good in terms of the witty like the wittiness like I laughed a lot yes. of times I found it very funny yeah I laughed a lot like there's yeah. a lot of comedy in it um I think she did a really good job with that. And I thought it was very, like, it was great to see. I guess I'm doing the compliment sandwich myself now. It was great to see, <laughs> like, a, sh- a movie with two dark skin leads. But also a movie that it's, yes. like, like, a British rom-com that's not just about white people. Like, love that.
1: Yeah, finally, yes. that's amazing. Because yeah. you know what? We need to do more of this. Black
0: British people fall in love. It's crazy. And the people would love to see that on screen. That's, like, wild. Really? No way. Um, I like that. And it didn't feel like it wasn't. It didn't feel gratuitous. Like, it just felt like it was very, like, to your point, it's like, this. I think the strength is in its simplicity. And like, it's just like, oh, wow, like, I really like, and sort of how relatable it is, like simplicity and relatability, even with the fantastical nature of it and people being like sort of caricatures that I really enjoyed. So, yeah, I like Yeah. It.
1: Cause even like the, the fact that their are caricatures, it's like grounded in reality, right? Cause it's yeah. like, this is like, it's realistically how you probably see and re- project your exes to be, you know? Exactly. Like, as if, exactly. Because, yeah. 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 Um, for sure. Okay, but do we buy the love story? I feel like we spent like an hour being like, this is amazing. This is what they do. But I'm going to come and say there's something about the love story and the chemistry that doesn't work for me. I don't <laughs> think they have I, sexual I, chemistry. I, 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 I'm, I, we really buried the lead here. <laughs> I don't think they have sexual chemistry. I don't think they have sexual chemistry at all. I know. I feel bad because this is such a good movie. Everybody's excited as beautiful black people. It's beautiful. Everyone, like, I I people just, been like rapturous. So I've been like, this is one of the best rom coms they've ever
0: seen. Like best yeah. rom com twenty twenty three. Blah 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 blah. And this is like, I don't know. Am I a hater? I, it's possible. Am I? You know, I'm I, a, I don't
1: know what it is. But I, like, I, oh, I know. And I'm gonna tell you, this is why I knew the first time I watched it. And again, because I like movies. Like I think i have a little bit of like like not a film junkie but like i took film courses and stuff and so you're I think a when film I like junkie first, you're a film junkie What i like phil first responded to it it was just like i was really impressed by it you know what yeah. i mean in terms of like I like the craft and i thought it was yeah. good writing and i thought it was good acting but it didn't make me giddy and so when i was gonna watch this the second time to like actually prepare for the podcast I, like, wasn't that excited to do it, which mm. I, like, hate to admit. And that, mm. like, told me that, like, while I think this is a very good movie, in terms of a romance, it doesn't, it doesn't kick me in the gut or yeah. in the poon either. It's got to do one of the two. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> I thought it was,
0: I thought, I thought they were cute. I thought it was cute. They were cute. They were But, cute. like, it, to me, like, when we talk about these types of, da- you know, like, we talk about the type of dates that you go yes. on. It's, like, this, like, revelatory, like, I can't believe this. A lot of times they have not borne out to be, I shouldn't speak for, like, I would say of my own experiences. Some of those dates have borne out to be something like, oh, wow, this is really something that is lasting. Cool. Some of them have been like, okay, this was like a fun time and that was a great experience and like, you know, cool. Like, this doesn't end up being like, you know, something more permanent, which is also fine. It's just like a fun thing to do. Not everything has to be permanent, like romance wise. I feel like they're more of the latter. Like, I think they're better off as friends. Yes. They gave like, me such great strong
1: friends. friend energy, like, and this doesn't mean that friend friends energy. can't bang because we yeah. recently
0: did um, love and basketball with two people that were yeah. like clearly deeply connected as friends, um, and like you know maybe had a bit of enemies to well, lovers, but also for,
1: like no, but they like maybe but there was maybe, more tension in their relationship. There was, you know there I mean? was, but maybe they also like were a, bonded in a way. A bra- they related to each other. Like, yeah, maybe brown sugar. Or we've done a lot of friends to lovers. Things. We did. Uh, we did I mean, with loves, other people. Sleep with other people. Lovesick. Lovesick Love sick. Yeah, Love sick yeah, was you're right. friends yes, to lovers. All of them are friends
0: to lovers. And but you know, yeah. Did I want to see you mean is- Dylan bang? Yes, from Love Yes. Six. Did I want to yes! see what's the last one we did that was like friends? Um like fine, Quincy and Monica are not like exactly friends to lovers, but I definitely was excited to see them bang. That was I great. did wa-
1: oh I was so excited to see that. That right.
0: was fantastic. It was lovely to see them bang
1: brown sugar
0: I, I was excited to see yeah yeah actually for sure you know and even and even when they played the sex scene for laughs i was like yeah no this this makes sense that they would enjoy that i can't think of any other friends to will ever see with them but like i was not excited
1: or i, I don't know I don't like when they has- kissed i was like oh that's cute like it was like ah, i just did it you know we i think we just and I. Uh, which episode? Maybe it was one fine day. We, like, define what we think chemistry is. And it's, like, yeah. you want to you want to sleep with each person individually, but you also want to be buy that they want to sleep with each other. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I was fully buying that they wanted to sleep with each other. I wasn't. You know? I, was, <laughs> I just To me, looked- <laughs> it feels
0: like a rebound type situation. And they'd be like, yeah. oh, like, you know, they'd be like, oh, this was great. Because, like, when G also, like, separately, when G was saying, like, oh, you guys seemed really good for each other. I'm like, first of all, I don't understand this. Eric is helping him move. Eric yeah. betrayed you.
1: Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Eric is helping you move. You're like talking with Gia and Eric at the art thing. Yeah. And you're talking about your like romantic prospects to two people that actually betrayed you. Like, are yeah. you just someone that he's can, very- like people can just like walk all over? Like, yeah, that's really he's, like, weird. Yeah, I like a dormant? I don't know. That
1: was not That did not right
0: make sense to me. Because that is like one of the most like screwed up things you can do to someone. And he's just like, la, 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 la. Like, that was bizarre. Like, I thought that yeah. was a very weird t- touch that felt, like, off tonally. And then we see her ex, Jules, like, sort of, like, do you remember seeing him? Like, when, like, um, at the, yeah, at the, at the gallery, when, like, yeah. Dom is, like, walking to see. Oh, by the way, side note, this was the same gallery that Fleabag had, like, her, like, stepmother's, like, sort of Archie. Oh, that's so that, funny, it- really. Yeah, isn't that? That's why I look familiar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Love Fleabag. Great show. Great show. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, but he, like, walks past Jules. And Jules is someone that, like. Super cruel, horrible, like, all this other stuff, like, Jules is, I guess Jules is, I mean, I guess Jules still exists in the world, fine, but it's just, like, it just didn't, like, it's, like, Jules not watching them as they're, like, getting, like, having this moment outside, there's no one paying attention, maybe no one's paying attention to him, I just did not, yeah. like, when they had well, that extended I mean- makeout scene, I was like, okay nice yeah
1: other other Jules front it could be like right like maybe Jules wasn't as horrible in real life right like uh, some of it is like a little bit of like a projection because but, so but he was so mean but he to was so
0: mean to her
1: like
0: and that like with that scene with Dom and like you know
1: like that wasn't like Yaz retelling it like I'm that was happening that's not no, it's happening. But what I'm saying is, like, most of the movie, even the things that are real time happening, like mm-hmm. the characters' perspectives are projected onto it, right? Like, so you don't like, I. That's how I've interpreted it, right? So, like, not like I don't be a better like way Eric to is. Yeah, like Eric is not is probably dumb, but like he was like officially like he was like a Homer Simpson dumb, right? And so yeah. like as we spend time with the characters, we're seeing the world like as they see it, right? And so. I, I, to your point, like maybe Jules still is terrible, but like, I mean, m- one theory I'm just trying to think of is like in that moment, Jules was like a villain, right? But like with the weeks and like the distance, he's not like he's not like an like that, irredeemable
0: he, villain. In he's, he's yeah, all, all of a sudden he's just kind of just like a ra- yeah, yeah. He's just like that.
1: He's just a dude. Like they, he doesn't say hi to him. He's like not like what's up, bro. But he like yeah. loses a lot of his bite in, at the yeah. end of the movie. Like, and he's, he's significant because he doesn't matter anymore. He's an ex, and his months, so like fair enough.
0: Yeah, maybe that's Yeah.
1: But, I just didn't Yeah, There's chemistry. no explanation. I didn't think they had yeah. chemistry.
0: I just didn't think they had yeah, chemistry.
1: Yeah, the chemistry, I just, it just, like, even, I thought it was cute. I was, like, rooting for the character. It was cute. But it was very I, cute. But if I'm honest, I was not like, oh, my God, I can't wait for them to beg. Like, even when they kissed, yeah. I didn't feel, you know, like, and sometimes with rom-coms, you just got to go with, like, have you ever seen a rom-com? Like, I'm just going to be real. Like, this is a podcast of a community of people where, um, you're like your stomach or like you're reading something romantic and your stomach just clenches up or you just like squeal. Like, yeah, of course. Of you know course. I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's just like when you, that speed, happened with
0: love and basketball, I could not, yeah. like I was having the yeah, best you time. Just, like and, when and he says like, double like, or nothing, I lost it. And I've seen that yeah, yeah, 25, just,
1: 30 times. Yeah. Or like, even like, I remember I told you with like, um, Notting Hill, like even, even my brother, he was like kind of casually watching it. But by the end when like, you know, like, um, what's his name? Uh, I forgot uh, Hugh. Whatever Hugh Grant's character character's name is, yeah, but whatever he is. When yeah. he like he makes that big speech, and at the end they kiss. Like even my brother was clapping. Like there's something about like yeah, like, it's almost involuntary. Done. Like yeah. like you just want to cheer, you just squeal. Yeah. Like I'm also just getting conscious of this. Like now that I'm like watching movies with another person and not by myself, and I'm like yeah. And they're like wait, or like I'll be like in my bed like watching like a, um. Like a rom com on my iPad, and I'll be like, ee! and he'll just yeah. be like, what? Like what? Yeah. But like that's like, like you, like you, like it just has this like effect. This movie did not have any of that for me. I did not feel the squeals. Yeah. I didn't feel the squeals. I didn't. I didn't feel the squeals. Happy for them. I hope
0: this is help helps them get over the hump. I do not think they're together like two years from now. I don't. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm the top maybe, or war. maybe
1: it builds over time but i think and, and this is like our point about like and i've read a lot of reviews that are like oh these characters have great chemistry they have very good easy on-screen and, chemistry but yeah. it feels platonic to me yeah and so agreed. i just couldn't i just that was like the one thing i couldn't get past because i think if that movie had like a lot of the chemistry. Like, for me, a r- romance, like, it doesn't even have to be the best written one, but if there's like a- that chemistry, I'll watch it over and over and over. And the over underpinning over of it. Over yeah.
0: Over. Like, exactly. But like, I can think of some that I think are weak in story, maybe or a little bit, or like weak in certain elements that I've watched over and over again, like, and like loved. But it just, no. it's just,
1: it's an ephemeral quality. And like, like sleeping talk, with other I, people. And- like, just as an yes. example, like, I don't, is
0: that a perfect film? Definitely not. But like, wow. Like, that really that, and that really people, got me, you know. Yeah, it really got me. So he just yeah. You. So I guess I, we're the Debbie Downers for this like episode. I mean no,
1: because I think I still say this is a really good movie. No, it's a great film. Terms, great film. In terms of romance, and I just think because like it's being hailed as like the kind of comeback to rom coms, and especially yeah. like, as a black rom com, like it's super exciting. But like at like this is a podcast, like not to be self serious, but this is a podcast <laughs> about romance. You know, so we have to be honest about the romance, how we feel. You know, and this continues to be
0: that like rom coms. We're missing, yeah, they're missing that. Like, if you talk about the heavy hitters, and you can like sort of like scoff at them, the lack of diversity, lack of blah, like you know other perspectives that are not just like you know like some generic white person. Fine, but they got chemistry. Like they got that the actual essence of the story is how the two of them. Like, are people not screen testing anymore? And like, not screen testing for like if they have relatable energy. Because it definitely had relatable energy. And was like, oh, yeah. yeah, no, I can feel like this energy is, like, fun to watch and appealing. But, like, do I believe that, like, you guys want to tear... Like, when they were trying to tear each other's clothes off in the bathroom, I was like, really? For I sure? didn't buy it! I didn't buy it! I know! I was like, That's Are you just, back this back just back. adrenaline because you think you did a good job with the karaoke song? Yes. But you're lying to yourselves? Yes. Like, are you sure? Yes. I was really yes. glad yes. that, that like, the bouncer stopped them because,
1: like, this is... I don't
0: know. You should go... I, and it's like, so- you should go work on yourselves first.
1: I know. It kind of reminds me of... Uh- Gosh, we're gonna be honest. I remember when I was dating somebody. Who, no, it was no. like later. Like we, we didn't have chemistry. But I remember. We I went, know exactly um,
0: who you're talking about. But,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I uh, like basically, like we went somewhere in public, and so, like the person, like we're like picking up something for someone that we didn't know, and they're like, "Oh, how long have you guys been friends?" And I was like, <laughs> like "Yes." They're like, uh, and it, it, "It was, it was, and it was kidding me." Yes. That is horrible. and it was horrible. Like, it was like early on in the relationship. That should have been the dude. That stranger knew yeah. something I didn't know. You know? Oh, my but God. But that's what I'm saying. People, Other people could just pick up on chemistry.
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you what. You just
1: can't. The That'll chemistry was I- not there. The,
0: the sexual <laughs> chemistry. And listen, it doesn't have to be like, because we talked about this in Love and Basso episode. It doesn't have to be this like, okay, like always like ripping off your clothes off type thing. Like it just was like, just yeah. like general like easy chemistry, right? And like there are times when Monica and Quincy are like ripping each other's clothes off. And there are times it's just like this easy, like sort of like, like lived in like, oh, I buy that they're really into each other. I did not feel this for these two. For I Dom and it. Yaz. Both lovely people. I'm so glad they're getting their lives together. Yeah. I feel like this relationship will be helpful for them to do that. I don't think they should stay together. That is my opinion.
1: Yeah, so do we think they last? No, no, there's only so much like, there's only so much
0: that like, (laughs) ultimately, like there's only so much that like, just like a a relationship cannot be all chemistry and no compatibility, a relationship cannot be all compatibility and no chemistry. They're very compatible, but their chemistry that's not there. Like you can sort of like have that like move along, like chug along for a while, but eventually it's gonna splinter.
1: Yeah. Um, okay so we need something else in our um, compliment sandwich another piece of bread really beautiful beautiful visuals you already, already said that <laughs> you know who you sound like Aretha
0: Franklin great gowns yeah. beautiful gowns and you know what that is not this movie like to be fair like that's not it's a great movie it's a, it's great, a great, movie. great movie it's not like it's not like the Taylor like, it's not like Aretha Franklin's like Taylor Swift like great gowns beautiful gowns <laughs> like, beautiful this is gown. actually a great yeah. movie um, it's a great I can't do that I'm not doing compliment sandwich. bro I said what I said
1: <laughs> oh, okay you know what it could be it could be like a uh, like an open face sandwich like a like you know what i mean <laughs> yes i really i want to see more a- of
0: what rain Allen miller does because i really i'm so like i think she's such a great talent and like there's like yeah it's like i'm really interested to see where she goes next because i like there's a lot I'll- there that's so cool that she's talented and able to do
1: and I'd also be curious because, like, in my, like, I, I mean, I didn't dig super deep. I didn't get a sense she is like a rom com person. Like, I think she is no. a filmmaker who's – yeah, who, her first movie happened to be a rom com, you That's know? That's right. So I'd be curious how, like, other things look. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Definitely. Definitely.
1: All right. You want to do our AGAs? Yeah. You can start if you'd like. Sure.
0: Uh, so my HEA is the book called Romantic Comedy by Curtis Settenfeld. So guys, I'm going to be honest. Like, I like have a little bit of a derision for like authors that are like, oh, I'm a fiction author. I don't write romance. You know what I mean? That I, I sort of thought that Curtis, uh. I thought Curtis was sort of like that. And I'll give you an ex- like, there was even like an, um, like an interview she did that she was saying, uh, I think it was an interview with the Telegraph. And she was saying that um, in, like, uh, 2016, this is an old interview she did, and she said that most romances are badly written. Like, she used to read a lot of romances when she was a kid in Ohio uh, at the local library, and she found that most of them were poorly written. Like, people don't really, like, take the time to write a good one. And yeah. I don't agree with that. So when I saw that she was doing – and, I mean, like, I mean, there's a lot of direct, but there's also, like, a lot of really good stuff with romances, which is why we do yeah. this podcast, right? I, like, a good romance is not, like – it's as also evidenced by this film – It's not easy to do a good romance. Like, it's not easy to do it well. So when I saw that, like, Curtis Curtis Sittenfield was going to do, like, a book called Romantic Comedy and was a romance novel, I was like, really? Like, she's very successful, like, great author. I'm like, you know, when, like, sort of, like, people that I think are, like, self-serious authors decide they're going to take on a romance novel, I sort of find it, like, a little bit, like, pretentious. And, like, I, like, roll my eyes a little bit. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, but I saw that this was like part of like Reese's book club, like Reese Witherspoon's like, it was a book club. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting. She doesn't usually like, like Curtis Sittenfeld is not someone that needs like the Reese's book club stamp. Right. To like really sell something. But you know, Reese is actually like her like book club is actually, she's a great curator. Yeah. Like very good at curating. Fantastic. I'm like, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll check this out. Guys. I have to, I'm not apologizing, but like, I have to say, I like, this is a good book.
1: Like it was, it's, okay. a, it's a
0: good book. I really enjoyed I've it. I've heard a lot about this book. I've heard a lot about this yeah, book. Yeah. And like, part of it is probably because like, oh, like this is like, you know, a serious author doing, um, or like, or maybe serious is like strong, but like an, yeah, op- it's cause she, yeah. but like a very, like a very sort of well-known fiction writer who's very successful taking on a genre that people sort of like usually ascribe to like is not something that well-known successful fiction writers focus on, right? Yeah. So like, I think part of it is people are so excited because like, oh my God, Kurt, like this like seriously successful like author is doing a romantic comedy. That's crazy. So I think that's part of that with the excitement, but also it's like legitimately good. So anyway, yeah, a- I heard it was really funny. Like it, yeah, it's funny. Thing. It's good. So so like now that I've, all, I've done all this like intro. So this book is called Romantic Comedy. And, and I also thought the name was like, OK, the name is so obvious. Like, oh, really romantic. So that part mm. was uh, me being judgmental as well. But I like devoured this book. I like finished it in like a day. Like I like went home for Easter weekend and I was like reading it. I could not stop. Like I was like I needed to see what happened next uh did you buy it because i bought I, it i couldn't wait like,
1: okay I, I might just yeah the, li- my the library, because the library like-, like
0: i was put in a hole but the library wait like was like 18 weeks and i'm like i'm not going to care about this in 18 weeks or maybe i will care okay, so but i don't worth- want to wait that long i didn't want to wait that long so i just bought it
1: it's worth buying because i, I, was, like, I, buy think, it's, I,
0: I think it's i think it's worth buying it. i think it's worth buying like so, cause okay.
1: sometimes like the
0: libraries don't have enough ebook copies so then you're just like mm-hmm. waiting for ages and then it's like six months later and you're like really oh now i get it exciting Um, so anyway, so this book is about a sketch writer for a show that's clearly like, you know, based on Saturday Night Live. It's called um, The Night Owls. Uh, The main Mm -hmm. lead of this is Sally Mills. So it's like clearly based on all, you know, like your like great SNL writers. So she's a very talented like writer. She's not someone that performs. Um, She's like in her 30s. What I really enjoyed about this book is that it's about a couple in their mid to late 30s. Which, like, ha- as you know, Rom Squad has appealed to me and Nada of r- more recently, yeah. and it's good to see that. Like, it's interesting. Like, oh wow, do you realize that people like after thirty are not become decrepit and can't find love? Good to know. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, that was cool to see. So basically, like, she has a friend on the show. Like, I'm not going to spoil too much, but just give you the ba- basic premise. She has a friend on uh, the fellow writer on the show that starts dating this like really famous actress who's really g- glamorous and is like has guest hosted the show before and it's sort of like a nod to like all these like there's a number there are a number of SNL writers that have married like really famous actresses yeah like, like what- what's the guys Colin Scarlett what's Jackson his name
1: Johansson and Colin Colin, uh, Jost. Jost. Colin yeah, Jost Jost Colin yeah. Jost and then
0: Emma um what's her face's husband uh is it Emma she married someone from like Emma what, the one that won like what is Emma from La La Land what's her last name
1: oh Emma, Emma Stone Watts,
0: Emma Stone I was gonna say Emma Watson but it's not her uh Emma Stone married someone that was a writer on SNL as well um okay so like it was so it's like a nod to that and so she sees like it's interesting and then it's also like sort of thing about pete davidson that has like dated all these like super hot women that are like you know going Mm -hmm. through a rebound so basically so she finds out her friend is dating this like really hot actress and she basically says like how is it that like there's a group of men that are talented but average looking and dorky and generally in society and they get romantically involved with these like incredibly beautiful accomplished women they're not at their level
1: and so she's can i interrupt this really quick go ahead Okay, so I'm going to just be a nerd about this. You know the um, novel, Gentleman for Bonds? Yes. Or or the movie. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, hold on. I got to get the exact names right. But, like, it was, like, essentially the same exact, like, premise. Like, the lady who wrote the book, Mm -hmm. um, Anita Luce, like, she had noticed that, like, these, like, her, like, male writer friends were, like, ending up with, like, these, like, beautiful women. And, like you know like these are the kind of average looking but like intellectual like heavyweight kind of male like you know witty witty writer types were all like kind of going after like beautiful showgirl whatever and mm-hmm. so like that was like the the underlying premise interesting of, like, you know i, I prefer- didn't know that yes no yeah so no yeah so interesting yeah so that's, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. No so way. that's like yeah. Huh.
0: Well, so it's similar as uh, just to correct things for the record, Emma Stone's husband, Emma yeah, Stone, is Dave McCrary. And he was not a writer on SNL. He was like a director, but he's like a comedian. So like that sort of similar sort of stuff applies. Like he's like a standard looking like, you know, like a funny guy. Um, anyway, so she, like, decides to write, like, she gets annoyed about it. She's like, oh, wow. Again, like, this, like, very average-looking dude that's talented is, like, dating this, like, super megastar. So she writes a sketch called The Danny Horst Rule, Rule which is, like, basically, like, making fun of this, like, phenomenon while also showing how unlikely it is that it would be, happen the other way. But yeah. plot twists enter this, like, pop star named Noah Brewster who is host and musical mm-hmm. guest for the week, and they seem to have, like, a connection. She's like, am I making this up? like you know like it just becomes it's just interesting yeah. and so seeing some them sort of like engage with each other, was fun and dance around with each other. I don't want to spoil more than that, uh, but like, it just ends up being like, oh, the Danny Horse rule for women. Does it happen? Is it possible? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, and this like is interesting hmm. because it's like starts in twenty eighteen and goes on to like present time. And I just really I well, thought I it was about re- this. I thought yeah. it was really really cool. I thought it was one of the interesting ways of it, like in sort of incorporating like what we've done or dealt with over the past few years in a way that I thought was quite like quite intelligent and well done. And I haven't seen that yet in a book that I've read for fiction. Um, so I really enjoyed it. So romantic comedy, Kurt- Curtis Denfield. I hope you're not
1: still being pretentious about
0: romance novels, Curtis, but you did a good job. I have to give it to you. you did. So do you
1: think she elevated the genre or you put her on par with like a lot of like the really good romance writers. I were. put her on par. I think people will say that she
0: elevated the genre because they're like predisposed to sort of dismiss romance novels. Um, and mm-hmm. the, it's sort of how people think, talk about Emily Henry. And listen, I like Emily yeah. Henry, but like yeah. she's not the best Actually, the genre has to offer. She's not the best. And I then, think the, the problem is people like sort of like elevate her to be above the, to tell, say that she's elevating the genre because like she's like your like fiction writer type sort of like um archetype. And that's why she's been, able, yeah. and that's sort of her stick, right?
1: But like, yeah. Like, she's good. No, she's good. I Don't get me wrong. But she I that Billy her- Henry book where I was like, wait, what? This like, the last really book gosh. was like, yeah.
0: Hmm. So, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think the sort of the praise is a bit like, all right, it's just like, oh, she's elevating the genre. And the same, I think people will say that Curtis elevated the genre. I think Curtis did a really good job. It's a great book, but it's not like she's made the genre better than what it is because the genre is actually pretty good already, in my opinion.
1: Okay. Well, it's interesting that you're saying that because I'm struggling with the genre right now. I did read a romance novel, which was highly suspicious and unfairly cute. I thought that was cute. Women. I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. It was by Talia Hibbert. I would. She's hit or miss for me. I, I actually love her. I think I just and I like YA. I just don't really love her execution of YA. Like, yeah. I, th- I don't think it plays to her strengths. Like, mm-hmm. I think she writes really good adult uh, novels. I think she writes amazing sex, you know, she and does I just feel scenes. like that's
0: true.
1: I just I just felt like I wasn't really getting like my favorite stuff from her. Yeah. Um, but it is a cute it is cute. It is. I, I would say so. I wanted to just put that, that out there to prove that I read. But instead, I'm just going to talk about two things. One, not a romance, but I'm just going to plug it beef. I Everyone thought it was amazing. I, like, I, I, I it watched it like in two days, less than two days. What I will say and how I think it ties to this podcast is like, um, and this isn't too much of a spoiler, but it is not an explicitly a romantic, right? It's, it's nothing not. about romance. No. But the chemistry, like these two have, like they could give people a lesson in chemistry. There is something about the, the fire and the tension. And I think what, and I think to some extent, it's probably intentional, but it kind of shows you that like, the difference between like intense love and intense hate is like sitting on a knife edge, you know? And like, I think the show exemplifies it even when they're not on the screen together, you want them to be on the screen together, you know, like, and you know how we're talking about it's like in a, like a real romance, like a really good romance. You're kind of, you're constantly seeing things through the other character's eyes. So like George Clooney will be on a screen without um, Michelle, Pfeiffer but playing with kids and then you're like oh you know like kind of implicitly she'll love that like it's the opposite of this right like you'll be seeing things and you're like ooh, when they see that they're gonna hate them it's another reason why they're gonna hate you know like (laughs) and so you're just constantly thinking about what the other person thinks about the other person and how that they're gonna like come on screen and it's gonna come to fruition like how it's gonna play out and so I think for me what was remarkable as as someone with like an eye for romance and loves romance how I was somehow satiated in a very similar way really that's yes about two people who hated each other, huh. and aside, yeah, yeah, it's. I just like. I think it's worth exploring from that lens, you know. All right, and it's not a way to. All right, yeah, not that. to oversimplify it because I don't want to be like, oh, every time like a like a straight man and straight women are like arguing, it's about sex because it's not a show about sex, but it's like exploring all those sort of mechanics of chemistry that we talk about, but through a different kind of story. Um, That's interesting. I read an I read, an, I read yeah. an interview um, with the lead Ali Wong,
0: the female lead Ali Wong, because it stars Ali Wong yes. and Stephen Ewan, who are both like fantastic talents. Um, and I read it like yeah. in New York. Um a New York magazine interview with her and I found it so like, it was for the cut or kind for the cut of vulture but it was New York magazine. And I found like there was a point where she talks about the chemistry that they have. Um, and yeah. how like, it was, it was so sort of like crazy to sort of feel that and be like, so like just like consumed, like, Filming that constantly, yes. and it's really cool to see that you actually can see it on screen and feel it powerfully Yes, That's awesome. it's
1: absolutely like I and I, I told a friend I was like, "Dude, like if the, she and Randall um, Park had like half the chemistry, and always be my baby, maybe like know, <laughs> it would have been a different it, movie." Yeah, I, I, it was a great yeah. movie, but it was another one where they had friend chemistry. Yeah. you know it was a fun and movie, I was like, but yeah,
0: no, they did not have.
1: Yeah, and I was like, "Wow!" Like yeah. seeing this, uh, you know, and so I, I, I just think it was almost like it, it's it's exemplifying a lot of the things that we're constantly talking about in chemistry about yeah. chemistry and then aside from that it's just really well written it's a phenomenal show like i want to call it in a public space like the moment i saw it i was texting friends i'm like this is going to be and everybody's emmy's real you know like yeah no people like the internet cannot stop talking it's just, about beef yeah it's gonna it's gonna be that show beef. it's gonna sweep It's it's very good um my second thing i want to talk about because i just think we started this so we need to just close you know close the loop on this love is blind that we're, we're, we're filming We've missed the live show Yeah their live reunion about? is currently uh, happening Spoilers so Yeah Spoilers 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 for but love what you blind wh- Okay well But what'd you think What'd you well, think Well first of all I have
0: to tell you guys That I couldn't wait Like I was very annoyed Like last weekend When they like Didn't show us the wedding So I looked up the marriage Certificates to see who got married So I was spoiled, No Me <laughs> Which sad. was fantastic I felt really good about that choice I would do it again <laughs> Regret nothing It was really exciting. How did you do that So Washington State is one That has public Marriage certificates oh. <laughs> and so like first of all i have to say that i saw it on reddit first because there's a love is blind netflix subreddit and someone was like don't read if you don't want to read the spoilers but you can look up their marriage certificates. i was like oh are these people right they're like this who got married i was like "Hmm, i don't know if i believe you so then i looked it up and they were correct the marriage certificates were there i'll have you know that all of these people that got married got married early may 2022 that's when this was filmed so they only have been married a year next month officially Thank you. Uh, Actually, that's helpful to know. Yeah, I thought that was interesting just to see the difference or what have you. Um, I thought the finale, I think this is probably my favorite season since um, the first season. Just because of like the gen, like three couples out of five got married. Like that's
1: pretty- One of them shouldn't. Kwame and Chelsea should not have gotten married. They're still together, by the way. I just- I don't know if it was editing or what, but he- I should have sent you that.
0: So I wasn't sure if you'd watched it. So I didn't send you the post that he made because he did like a post on Instagram that basically was like, these are videos and photos from the time when we filmed Love is Blind. Like, I know you guys think that I'm not into this, but I very much am. Um, And it's like, like, editing sort of let us down, blah, blah, blah. But you know what though? I'll say this. He clearly chose her. And I don't think he like, you know, he chose Chelsea. Maybe there's something we're missing. But he should tell, like, even like, I remember reading some like tweets about the episode before I watched, and they're like, oh, this, Qua-, like, wow, Kwame said yes. Meanwhile, I knew he said yes because I looked up their marriage certificate. Like, oh, Kwame said yes. I, I hate you.
1: I, so I was not surprised. You. So people were like, shocked. I was like, of
0: course he says this. You guys don't know he says yes. That's so wild. He definitely said yes. So I was like, I wanted to see how it played. And people were like, well, he didn't look happy on, like, you know, at the altar. I will say initially when he said yes, I thought he looks, I was like, oh no, what are these people talking about? He looks like happy a little bit, but then like, it was like, you know what? I feel like he, God, what is it? I just feel like he's always on. And
1: maybe it's because of the That's game exactly life. it. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I feel like he's, I, he's always on. he was performing. On.
0: So like initially I was like, oh, like this is a time where he doesn't seem to be on. Like he seems a little bit excited. But then at the end when she was like, oh my God, we're married. And then I was like, it's almost like when you do the smile to like to your boss. And then like your yeah, boss leaves yeah. and then you smile just like. I was like, bro, yeah. <laughs> do you want to tell your face that you're happy that you're married? Like I don't know. Under- like I, your body I, language I, is not matching the choices that you're making. Yeah. But Chelsea's really into this.
1: Like I don't get this. But it's not for me to yeah. Be. Um, I do think like I was I like I don't talk about them as much, but I thought Brett and Tiffany, they're just two beautiful people with beautiful. They're souls. so cute. I'm they're really so cute. happy. They're, yeah. uh, there's, it's like black love too. The show he's, was he's meant for like, them, like for them to meet. They the would show, not have their they, like, people. Like, yeah, and there were people who took it seriously. They were on the show for the quote unquote right reason. reason. All right, Bachelor, <laughs> Bachelor,
0: let's go.
1: <laughs> but like. I was really happy for them even though I didn't enjoy watching them as much because they didn't have drama they're not, they're not, yeah like, they
0: were kind of I mean the big, biggest drama was the fact that Brett's pants didn't fit and he needed that fixed I know I did
1: appreciate that about him but I do like how he's a very fussy man yeah he's I a feel designer like, I feel like though that, like, so him.
0: that tracks yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but like they're just I, I think what I liked about them is that they're mature right they're both in their mid-30s and yeah. it shows like the way that they dated the way that they like made decisions they were very open in their communication about what they wanted and they yeah. didn't play any games about yeah. how how they felt about each other, how they showed up like very early on. He was like, You know, I have a fam- family, not everyone is doing as well as I am, and it's like important to be able to support them. She says, I get that. Like, they talked about like the real important yeah. things, you know, and they had chemistry, um, by the and
0: way, and they had
1: great chemistry. You see, they and went to get even- a quickie and they were doing the reception. Do you see that?
0: oh no I missed that she was like oh let's go to like at the end There, she's like oh like let's go to the like my the like bridal suite quickly and get it on
1: and then they did I was like you know uh, what I love that uh, for you that's
0: awesome good
1: yeah because they don't even give me like I I mean I definitely believe they want to bang but they don't give me like a you know like in, like like what's his name Barnett and Amber like yeah they seem like the sleazy couple that's fucking everywhere yeah you know? like they don't give me like uh, oh th- it's a sex relationship they yeah. just seem like they have like a good they're attracted to each other a great connection it's probably good sex yeah. the great connection Connection. That's what it is. Um, Bliss and Zach, uh, we, you know, like, th- I just, I, I like, I'm happy for them. But that was the one couple where it's like, I don't know what Bliss is going to do. I think she's going to say yes, but I don't know. I think she's going to say yes. I, I came around I to like, them. Because
0: remember, I didn't, like, I, like, I found Zach. I like, yeah. Like, I found Zach to be pretty awkward. Um, and at first, I wasn't sure, like, like, I have to give it to Bliss for just, like, going for it. Because this a part of, like, what, like, it's interesting about, like, having to just be vulnerable and be like, you know what? Like, I don't know a lot of people, myself included, that would have been able to be like, you know what? You picked someone that was like awful, that I thought was a horrible person. And then you're going for me next. And having that not be such like an ego sort of like, an ego thing, like having the pride, you know, you you talked about this on text, like having the pride to like set that aside and just go for it. Because this is is a chance that she wanted to take the leap for. I find that very like, because love is about being, love is about vulnerability, right? I found that very yeah. like I re- that re- I found that, that really resonated with me. I was like, you know what? Like, it might not be exactly what she thought it was going to look like, this like all encompassing like, you know, she's the only person that he's ever wanted in his life. But like they are really very well matched. You know what I mean?
1: I think they're very well matched. They're very was, well I've matched. been rooting for I've been rooting for them the I think whole they're time, very because I don't really I don't hate Zach. I think he's a little awkward, but yeah, like, he's a little I think, off. you know, whatever. Awkward. But not like off, every awkward. every yeah. Yeah, every pot has its lid and they're like, yeah. they, they exemplify that. But like, I just felt like I wasn't sure she could get over. Yeah. That and I wouldn't have blamed her. her if she couldn't, and, but she really uh, yeah. went for it. She did. And then her dad was like in her ear at the, like, like, at, at the, like the yeah. like Her dad uh, is not a nice perception. person. I, yeah. He's yeah. I, nice I didn't person. like it. Yeah. So, but her, but her mom is like an angel on earth. She her seems so sweet. Her mom is so sweet. sweet. So,
0: her mom actually has a podcast apparently. Oh really? Yeah, because I, I, because I was checking all their social media, and so she yeah. like put in sister. She's like, oh, for people saying they want to hear more from my mom. She has a podcast. Here's the link. I loved her. Her mom, I'm very her, cute. Her mom. Was her an mom oh, yeah, her mom is so sweet. I really, I think they're and a good that, fit. And then um, when he, like Zach, was like he, like he's like an owl, or he identifies as an owl, she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, me too." I was like, "Wow, you guys are just nerds. This is really cute." They're nerds.
1: It's also like, "I hope you dance" is like one of the most popular wedding songs of all time. So for that to be like your weird sort of magical thinking that that was the thing that could because he's like, "I hope you dance." I thought I was going to play it at my wedding, and she's like, "That's my mom's song for me," and I was like, "Yes, it is an insanely <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, but, in fair, but in fairness, Donna, in fairness." To- them,
0: how many people in their 30s are wanting to have "I Hope You Dance" played at their wedding? Like that <laughs> was definitely know. like an 80 Like when did that come out? Nine? That was definitely like a 90s choice. Is that a choice in 2022?
1: I think it was
0: like a two, early 2000s. Like yeah. early 2000s. Like fine. Like but it, but feels like, and that's 20 years ago. Like I don't know that I would have been like really seeing that at a 2022 wedding. So when
1: Netflix paid for the music rights, I was like, wow, guys, I know that's what that i that Where all I was the like, money went? <laughs> that's. Li- I literally said that to my boyfriend. I was like, oh, "Okay, I guess that's where the music budget went." was to this? Because the <laughs> other music is
0: like, it was like, we're I'm like, and usually like Netflix music licensing. Like, I know someone's like a, a, a net, like lawyer for like Netflix music, right? Like licensing rights. Cool person, I really like her. But like, I'm like, okay, usually like they don't spend the money, and you can tell in the choices. Yeah. Like, but wow, you guys broke the bank, Netflix.
1: I know. Is that I, why you had to I, add advertising? Because you have to pay for. It I love you dance? How, I love my art We have the same exact i was like wow so like this is, wow this is that for money <laughs> <laughs> that costs- <laughs> okay and the you. last thing i wanted to say is i'm glad paul kicked micah to the curb i don't really like either one of them they were boring like i, I started just fast forwarding through them at a certain i thought it was mean it was i thought he was a little
0: mean about it like i don't think i don't think i don't think, Ma- I don't th- I don't I think th- micah sucks don't get me wrong but like i and like I just thought like the point about he's like, he can't see her as a mother. Yes. I thought that
1: was. That was the thing. I was going to say that was, was, was me. I thought that
0: was. I thought. Far. I
1: agree. It came out of nowhere. I actually yeah. didn't think that was appropriate. Yeah. I think like, I think it would have been a mistake for them to get together. Oh, for so sure. And that, he's completely yeah. right. Like, but they're like, I mean, like I can't see her as a mother. I was like, okay, yeah, like that's
0: not. But necessary. it was also like.
1: But like, and I could, I could even see, like, I don't think like we, like, I couldn't see her as like a co-parent for me or something like that. Yeah. Like our styles are too different. Yeah. Too different or something. But like to like like to be like she's not nurturing. I don't see her as a mom. I felt like that was like like a a blow. Yeah, like, a like blow. and that just because he you know, she
0: wants to be a mom. Like they like she like oh wants, yeah that's like true. you know what I mean. Like it'd be one thing it was like oh like someone is like oh very much like oh I'm child free. Like I don't want that. I'm not interested. I'm like all oh, right yeah sure. Yeah. Of course you don't see her as a mom. She doesn't want to be one. She's espoused that. But if someone says I want kids, like I'm like I, that's something that I want to be part of my future. And then you're sort of deciding that it's not possible for her because she lacks nurturing. Yeah. capability.
1: like that. Yeah, mean. I did like those are weird that's coded me. words yeah. um, I will say I cannot believe her bra strap was showing her entire wedding. that's how you knew that she did not she's not gonna say yes because like, like what <laughs> so, like you saw how Brett cared about the fit of his
0: pants to be properly yeah, had to get I a tailor to come fix that right before the wedding that's how you knew Micah was it because Brett was like this is like, my wedding <laughs> day it's not changing Micah was like la 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 like that's I'm how you like, knew gonna like we're not gonna do tape we're not gonna do anything and then her no. friends are even more terrible because they said no Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that Shelby that man
1: was- Shelby you suck Shelby's- you're
0: horrible yeah.
1: but yeah I, I did feel like camera. she took like a she, her, she like her she was such a cop-out she did kind of something similar in the pods where she's like tell me first if you want me. I know, you know I mean? that's
0: how you can tell she's definitely like what was she 26 I was like yeah no you're definitely mid-20s. yeah you have not grown yeah so just stand on your own yeah and just be like this is my choice
1: yeah so um i'm glad that they didn't work out i also didn't care about them i really thought they were aggressively boring yeah, that's why i, I was agree. like i don't even know if this season i don't know if i would say this is my favorite season i think the highs were high but there was like a lot of stuff I- I- a lot of these couples were pretty boring i think the most interesting part about paul and micah was the fact that she had toxic friends
0: like i found that interesting yeah In the but they 20s. didn't explore
1: that enough yeah but I was, I felt that felt very enough. 20s i felt very like mid-20s yeah, he, to have that type of, those yeah. type of friends like i was like, well, also, it's. I don't even know if it's just like general mid twenties. She is a, like she is a mean girl, right? Like we saw that earlier. So it totally makes sense, like her friend group would be constituted on those dynamics. You know what I mean? Until she sorts herself out there, she's not she's gonna have a hard time. Yeah. I thought her mom was sweet though. Her mom seems so sweet. Her mom seems sweet. Yeah, Yeah. her dad seems sweet. He he was like hanging out in the bridal suite. He was was like Drinking a a White Claw. So I don't know. This is how you know sometimes
0: that nurture or nature like some people kids just come out and you're like, I don't know how you came from these very lovely people. (laughs) Uh, it just happens
1: uh, yeah. all right well that's it i w- i very much look forward to the reunion i have to decide if i'm gonna watch succession tonight or love is blind i can't do both i need to sleep it's gonna be i, I don't know it's tough succession. but i think
0: it's gonna be succession for me oh my god we can't even talk about last week's episode because of spoilers but wow what a great episode but i think i I, know. I think succession was gonna win for me and i'll get the reactions from people and I'll, we can talk about love is blind the reunion tomorrow so you and i Yay. can chat about it yeah. all right Bye, Rom Squad. Thanks, guys. Bye. Until next time. Bye.